0: Hello friends, today I thought we'd talk a bit about, um, daily practice, regular practice, and how I make my spirituality part of my regular life so that, uh, I don't miss any sacred moments that come around. So for me and a daily practice, I try to spend a few minutes each day, uh, with my altar and sometimes my altar can be as simple as a candle (laughs) that I put wherever I'm going to sit and spend these few minutes contemplating. Um, about 50% of my life, and this is over 20 years, it is an actual altar space. Sometimes it's just the size of a placemat. And sometimes I've been lucky enough to have it as big as a buffet. Uh, And I have a whole altar set out, and I will take a few minutes to light candles and spend a few minutes breathing deeply, and I spend time being thankful for whatever amazing things there are in my life, Um, thinking of the things that I would like to come about, uh, either today or maybe large future things. Maybe I'm working on some sort of manifestation and a little bit of time thinking about friends and family that maybe need things, healing energy, good luck energy, uh, good vibes towards a job that they're searching for, um, whatever sorts of those things there are that are going on. And then at that point, if I'm going to continue to be in the room with the lit candles, I leave the candles lit and proceed about my day. If I need to leave the candles and leave the room, or leave the house, I blow the candles out and I do actually blow them out. I know there are many who prefer to snuff their candles and I do sometimes snuff the candles depending on exactly what I'm doing and what's going on. And if there's a spell or not happening, there's all sorts of variables there, but quite often I just blow my candles out um, right there on my altar. And then I go about my day. Now, I think about meditating almost every day <laughs> for what that's worth. Uh, I manage to actually meditate, actually sit down uh, in a quiet room or with earbuds on or whatever for anywhere from five to 30 minutes. Depends on what I'm doing, depends on what I'm working on, it depends on what I need uh, and what kind of time I have, frankly. So anywhere from five to 30 minutes, three times a week, uh, for sure, I meditate. Um, I'd love for that to be every day, and every now and then I'll get a whole run in where I get it done. Uh, and so that's an important part of my spiritual practice, meditation. And then I try to regularly uh, check moon calendars, check what's going on at, uh, I think the NASA site is called sky and earth, those sorts of things, because I will often go outside and spend even just a few minutes sitting on my back porch or standing in my yard, again, breathing deeply, being thankful, just being very, very present And by checking earth and sky and checking where the moon is, I know if there are exciting things to watch for in the sky. I know if there are changes and things going on to be wary of. And those are also things to take into consideration, of course, when I'm lighting my candles and doing kind of a devotional moment, I guess. Now, as an eclectic witch, my most important tool my biggest tool, my strongest tool is myself. I am the conduit of the power and the energy. And to that end, my being works better if it's healthy. So part of uh, an important part of being spiritual for me is to be healthy, which would include trying to exercise three times a week or more And for me, exercise can be anything from going for a hike or a kayak, taking a kayak trip, which if I go paddling, it's usually three to six miles. If I go for a hike, it's three to six miles. Um, If I go for a walk jog, because I'm not much of a runner, um, then it's three miles or less, sometimes only a mile. Uh, Take a stroll around the neighborhood. Uh, Zumba class, yoga class yoga videos, all those sorts of things. I try to make sure that at least three times a week, I break a sweat and exert myself for at least 30 minutes. Now this is good for my body, my heart, my lungs. It's good for getting my hormones, endorphins, and all these things in in alignment and juiced up and jazzed up and how they're supposed to go. Sweating for at least the 30 minutes helps your body clear itself. It's one of the natural ways that your body will purge toxins and things. And to that end, I try to drink, um, a lot of water. I have a cup of coffee a day and a diet Coke almost every day. Um, and other than that, I try to just drink water, occasionally, maybe a cup of orange juice, but I push an awful lot of water. Um, I like tea, but I just don't drink as much of it. You know, just a lot of water. So, and the other thing that happens when I'm out exercising, if it's not a class, if I'm running on a treadmill or out running through the neighborhood or those sorts of things, or if I'm out on a hike, I find that um, I'm very much, you're very present in your mind. So you might have ideas and inspirations. Um, I tend to do those things alone. So I actually talk to spirit, talk to the trees, talk to Mother Nature, talk to my deity, um, talk to the birds and the bugs that fly by. Uh, I'm kind of a running stream of consciousness when I'm out doing these things. Um, And so that's, that's a very spiritual thing for me. I talk to the ocean while I'm out paddling on my kayak. Uh, So that can be a very spiritual thing and it's very good for my body and it keeps me very much in tune. Uh, And I'd say 90% of the time it's, you know, me babbling away. There is that 10% of the time when I get answers back from the universe. Uh, And those are interesting. And, of course, all of this time and being aware and being open to all of it allows you to see the messages coming to you, whether they're coming to you in the, in animal forms or in shapes in the clouds or the way the waves or the wind changes, um, all the different ways that you can hear spirit, uh, while you're out doing these things. Now, I think I can hear spirit better when I'm doing those things because of the time I spend meditating So meditation tunes me into my inner voice, makes me present in the moment so that then when I'm out and about, I notice the moment when it arrives. So that's my daily practice. What I have going on currently in my life is we're getting ready to move. It is a huge move. We're currently in Hawaii and we'll be moving to Texas. Um, It's not for a couple months but moves that big require a certain amount of preparation. And what I am doing is something that I consider, uh, a life hack because I kind of do it all year long all the time, but I, I hit it really hard right before we move. And that is, uh, purging things, organizing things, sorting things. So right now I'm working my way through the house, closet by closet, dresser by dresser, drawer by drawer, cabinet by cabinet. And, um, cleaning and sorting. But if you do this regularly all the time, you will find that there are great benefits to your life. Now, first of all, having a clean, organized space uh, allows your mind to really flow. It allows the energy to flow in the room. It allows your spirit to flow. It frees up your mind from seeing the clutter and being distracted from everything so that it frees creativity and it opens you to being able to be present in the moment. Um, and I, I find that to be very true when I really, really clean a room, like end to end, wall to wall, floor to ceiling. And I do that by, I dump things. Literally, I will dump all the drawers and all the cabinets and all the everything in the middle of the floor, and then spend the next six hours physically sorting every single item. And I line up a trash bag and a uh, yard sale bag and, uh, and put the things away. So if I'm going to keep it, it needs to find a home right now. And I put it away. And then, if it's going in the trash, it goes in the trash. And if it's going to my yard sale, it goes in my yard sale. Uh, Because that can be an all day project to do a room. If you're a person who gets overwhelmed or distressed by something like that, I would say take on a single closet or a single drawer, a single space. Give yourself one little cabinet, one little cupboard, and completely empty the whole thing. Wipe it all out so it's nice and clean and fresh, fresh smelling and wonderful. And then as you put everything back, make sure the items are in good working order. Like if you're in a medicine cabinet, you don't want to put expired things back. Uh, if you're working in food, you don't want to put, uh, old food back. You'd want to make sure your older cans are like towards the front. Um, that sort of thing. Wipe everything down as it gets put, put away. And the items that you're going to get rid of, like when I'm going through a closet, uh, trash for anything that's stained, torn, doesn't get worn so far out of fashion. It just needs to go. Those will go in the trash, uh, items that are still in good repair, but just don't fit me. Just aren't my style. Uh, maybe the outfit they went with all the other pieces are gone for whatever reason. It'll go in the, uh, yard sale pile. Now I'm a fan of yard sales cause I'm super frugal and, uh, So I will gather everything in boxes and bags over the course of a year and then have a big yard sale usually twice a year. And I usually manage to make anywhere from 200 to a thousand dollars, depending on how much I'm purging and whether there's furniture and big ticket items and that sort of thing. When you do your yard sale, remember you're selling the stuff. Let go of the emotional attachment. No longer is that the sweater that grandma gave you 10 years ago and you just can't let it go. There's probably a picture of you in the sweater somewhere, let it go. And if somebody comes by and they're willing to pay you a dollar for that sweater, take the dollar. Cause you don't want the sweater. You don't need the sweater. You're getting rid of the sweater anyways. So you either take the dollar from this person who's made the offer or you give it to Goodwill for free. (laughs) So take the dollar, let the stuff go. You know, you can haggle a little bit and have a good time, but overall the idea is to get rid of it. And the rule pretty much is for me anyway, if it's come out of the house, if it made it into one of the yard sale bags, it is not allowed back in the house. Whether I have to drop it in the trash, take it to Goodwill, uh, give it away, do a curb alert, whatever. It does not come back in the house. It's got to go. Uh, and that frees up space, frees up mind. It frees up, um, emotional room. It'll make you money when you do the yard sale. Cause again, if they give you a dollar or even a quarter, it's more than you had before, you know? Uh, and then you save money too when you're cleaning out, um, kitchen cupboards, bathroom cupboards, things like this, you might find, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I had six cans of black beans because they were four different places. You know, you don't rebuy things that you already have and uh, save money that way. So we're saving money, clearing cutter, clutter, freeing up our mind and our emotional space, and all of that leads to da da, better intuition and creativity. So you will tap into your creativity to be able to, uh, write a ritual, write a spell, um, have some fabulous idea about what to do for your altar or your deity. And, uh, maybe a fabulous art idea. Maybe you make another incredible painting or write a song, whatever it is, it'll free up room in your life, your spirit, your mind, for creative juices to flow for spirit to enter for really great things to happen. So that's our life hack is to clean out and organize the space. And if you do it little by little, step by step and sort of rotate your way through the whole house, uh, when you get to the end, it'll all be done as you're going through, make sure to uh, anything you're keeping create a home for it. And then remember to always put it back in that home uh, if I've rearranged, uh, like a whole linen closet or the pantry or something, I usually bring the family in and show them what I've done so that, uh, we're all on the same page, which, you know, they may or may not pay attention and may or may not follow the rules, but so there you go. That's this installment of Crohn's corner podcast. I hope you are having an amazing week. And I look forward to talking to you again. Bye.